Seattle, a couple people. Hey, Teresa, glad you're on. Let me see who's on here. Back, scroll back a little bit here. Hey, Terry, glad you're on. Shira, glad you're on. Sarah, I see you. God bless you. If you guys can, put where you're from. It'll help me to identify you a little bit better because there's lots of the same names. Sylvia, glad you're on. April, Rachel, Blanca, Amanda, Rosalie, Sherry, Greg, Marianne, God bless you guys. Glad you're on. I see somebody named Thunderbolt. God bless you. Glad you're on. That's new. I haven't seen you before. Hey, Ron, glad you're on from Pennsylvania. I know where you're at. Katrina, I know where you're at here in Florida. God bless you. Glad you're on. Pollyann, glad you're on. Glad to have met you up there at the stand. Hey, Donna, glad you're on. Tammy, James, Paul, God bless you. Cody, good to see you, brother. Love you, man. One of my worship leaders here, awesome worship leader, Cody. God bless you, Bob. Jolene, glad you're on. One of my church peeps. Teresa, glad you're on. Thomas, I see you, man. God bless you, glad you're on. But anyway, so let's get right into this. Let me run you this uh, this video just to start off with. This is uh, a lot of you have seen this already, but we're going to use the book of Revelation to explain it a little bit more. Run that video of Tony Blair. You can create a digital ID today that is much more easily protected so you can deal with a lot of the privacy and surveillance issues that worry people but it's a it's a natural evolution of the way that we're going to use technology in any event to transact daily life and this covid crisis gives an additional reason for doing that because look i, I could be wrong about this but when i look at for example how you no, he's restart wrong about it. <laughs> some businesses how you restart international travel i think people's disease status for example, have they been tested? What is the result of that test? Um, have they had the disease? Do they have the disease? I think unless you're able to record some of this data in a way that people can use, it's going to be difficult to, to go back to anything like a, 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 a near normal in things like, like, like transport. So if you're going to start international travel again, how do you do that unless people can be easily tested and have some record of that test? All right, but you're, you know, the, we have to attack a couple of things right off the bat when it comes to that video. First of all, he's talking about anything, get, getting back to anything close to a new normal. We are in a new, it, listen, everything is normal if we want it to be. You're like, Tom, no, there's been a worldwide pandemic. No, there is not. That's an absolute lie. That's not the case. If you go right here in America where they're alleging between 100 and 115,000 deaths, 112, whatever it's at right now, we all know that those are convoluted death statistics we know they've they've you know fraudulently represented death certificates they're attributing everything to the coronavirus they've been caught you know the cdc has been caught on their own website telling doctors to create fraudulent death certificates heart attacks have been credited to coronavirus car crashes have been, car crash deaths have been credited to coronavirus flu deaths pneumonia deaths and many other things which you never have to do with a legitimate pandemic but we say that all the time so there it, this whole thing it doesn't mean that there's no such thing as a coronavirus nobody has ever said that but what we are saying is is in the United States it is a 0.01 you have a 0.01% chance of dying of coronavirus in the United States right now right at this very moment. And that's going by the CDC numbers, which you can pretty much cut in half. If they say there's 100,000 deaths, there's really 50,000 deaths and probably less than that because they've already been caught. They've already been caught falsely accumulating numbers. Even 
Deborah Burks on the coronavirus task force, the White House coronavirus task force says she does not believe the CDC numbers. That's a pretty large indictment. That's a pretty serious indictment. So there is no having to go back. It's all a fraud. It's all lies. There is no having to go back to, a, to, to normal. We are at normal. Again, where are all the bodies? If we have 100,000 deaths, allegedly, in, here in the United States, remember now, how many people died of the flu in 2017? 80,000. And if you noticed, flu has disappeared, right? Flu's gone. Suddenly, coronavirus healed all, flu, all people who had the flu. Absolutely, all flu victims have been healed by coronavirus. Because flu disappeared off the map in February. Totally gone. In the middle of flu season, flu disappeared. So flu is all the uh, flu numbers are being attributed to coronavirus. And I just have to continue to dispel the lie. I know a lot of you that watch this have seen all this before. But there's new people watching. And I'm telling you, it's a flat out lie. And, it, and the statistics tell it. I mean, again, here in America, if you have 100,000 deaths out of 330 million people 2017 you had 80,000 flu deaths every year in the United States we have between 45,000 and 100,000 flu deaths where's the pandemic right now worldwide right there's 8 billion people that live live in the world there's between 50 and 60,000 ser serious to critical covid cases right now that's a fact let's go to worldometer and check and Worldometer, again, is a corrupt source. It's funded by the, the WU, the World Health Organization in the United Nations. But even with their numbers, they can't hide from it. They, they can't hide from the facts that right now, 98% of all coronavirus cases ever recorded are mild. 98%. And churches are still closed. And people are still treating this, this as if you catch the coronavirus, you're a dead man. If you catch the coronavirus, you have a point. 1% chance of dying of it. One-tenth of 1%. And that, remember, that's an average of people. The people that are included in that average are people who are 90 years old who had comorbidities and pre-existing conditions. They're included in that. So if you're a 39-year-old man with no comorbidities or pre-existing conditions, you have a 0% chance of dying of COVID. So where, again, where are all the bodies? If, 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 all these, if it's such a threat to human life, where are all the bodies when you had 330 million people in the United States pre-COVID and you have uh, 330 million people post-COVID, if we call it post-COVID, then where's the, where's, how is this a pandemic? Explain to me why your church ever closed. How, how, why did that ever happen when you have a 0.1% post-infection death rate? How is it that we have the exact same number of deaths for the first four months of this year as we had last year in less than 2017 if there's a pandemic? If there's a pandemic, we would have twice as many deaths, right? Three times as many deaths or maybe just 0.5 more deaths or 10% you know, more deaths. We don't have any of that. You have the exact same amount of deaths this year in the first four months of this year, January, February, March, and April. As you had last year, statistically, we have slightly more this year, but less than 2017. So where's the pandemic? And here you have Tony Blair on here. He's saying that, you, you know, eventually, you know, you're going to have to carry like a certificate. You're going to have to carry, you know, you can go the Bill Gates route of a, of a tattoo or chipping, you know, that, that reads your status of whether you're now immune, whether you, you know, uh, you know, have already had the antibodies in you, whatever has never had it. Some sort of certifying certificate or certifying document or certifying scan so that you can travel. Let's look at this via the word of God. Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18. 
And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. And, there, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man. His number is 666. So all of you think that what's going to happen in the end times is that the devil's going to come mark, you know, knocking at your door. The devil's going to come in and say, hey, it's time for you to take the mark of the beast. It's time for you. Listen, that's just the mark of a man. That's what 666 means. Mark of a man would make a lot of sense when it comes to disease control, wouldn't it? Checking to see if you're healthy. And I mean, if you don't see the book of Revelation in this, your theology is way off. You're not, he you're not hearing preaching that you need to hear. Your, your spirituality in your life, and I'm speaking to Christians, if you don't see, you know, I, I, I've, I'll read it maybe later. I've got it buried here in a stack of papers, but you just hear the, the opening plans for churches. They're phase one, they're phase two, and they're phase threes. How do you, first of all, what are you scared of? Why are you not just reopening full bore, full bore hugging? You know, I have some friends of mine who hugs are, are, uh, outlawed in their church. You're not allowed to hug. They're prohibited in their church. You're not allowed to hug anybody in their church, but their church is quote unquote open. That's not an open church. You're conforming to the pattern of the world. You're just like everybody else. You you're convinced that if you hug somebody, you could catch a deadly plague. And remember, there's three, there's three prevalent lies that are going on in the world today. Three very prevalent lies. Here's the one the, in the United States, I should say. Here's, what, here, here's where all of our problems are in the United States is that we have fallen under the spell of three lies. That there is systematic, systemic racism in law enforcement. Statistically, there is not. The, the number two lie is that the coronavirus is a deadly pandemic. It's not, is that it's a deadly plague. It's not. And all this, and number three is that all of these protests and these lie and these riots and this, and the looting and the arson are all about George Floyd. They're not, they're not about any of that stuff. The statistics do not bear out systemic racism in law enforcement. Hey guys over there, I left my sheets that have, uh, that are, uh, paper clipped together over there with my stats, my UCR stats. If you can find them laying around over there, that'd be great. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Right here. All right. Great. Let me run you this video. This is from a house candidate in Texas for Texas state house in Texas. I want you to see your modern democratic party. Oh, Tom, what are you, you know, you equating Christianity with being a Republican? No, I'm not. I just want, here's the thing. I will say this. The democratic party is evil. The Democratic Party is led by the devil. It's a, I mean, how do you slaughter the unborn without thinking twice about it? How are you for gay marriage when God considers homosexuality to be an abomination? I mean, I want you to think about that. Everything that the Bible stands for, the Democratic Party is against. And I want you to hear this Democratic Party candidate. She's running for the Texas State House. And what she said, run that video for me. Snipers on the roof. When we marched in Dallas... Uh, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, a week ago, they had, they had snipers on the roof. What the hell you got snipers on the roof for in a peaceful march? Even if people loot, so what? Burn it to the ground, if, you know, if that's what it's going to take to fix our nation. I know people want me to say that, but I'm. There you go. Burn it to the ground if that's what it takes. There's your modern Democratic Party. And that's an absolute fact. Who, who is it? And I, and I marvel at the Christians. And again, I just let me lay this out for you. If you've never watched this. 
podcast before. It's Christians that get it first because judgment begins at the house of the house of God. First Peter chapter four, verse 17. So Christians are going to be judged first. You're not allowed to judge. If you believe that you're not allowed to judge, you don't read your Bible. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 15. The only thing you're not supposed when you're, this is out of Romans chapter two, verse one, you don't judge if you're doing the same things. That's, that's what, that's how you're not, you're not supposed to judgment begins with the house of God. We are, we, we can't judge people's motives or intents. We can't judge their heart, but we can judge whether things are right or things are wrong. And if you're coming up, if you're a Christian and you're behind, you know, we need to, we need to sit and we need to reason with black lives matter. We need to reason with Antifa. No, thank you. Because everything that they're doing is based in lies. Everything they're doing is based in trying to usher in government control, usher in socialism. What does that have to do with Christianity, Tom? You're pastor in church. Yeah, I pastor this church right here, Inglewood, Florida, Foundation Church. What does that have to do with Christianity? Well, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I'm not going to let anybody just waltz in and usher in for me a yoke of slavery. No, thank you. I'm going to speak the truth. I will, I will speak it in love. I'm not going to be, you know, demeaning to somebody. I will listen. I will call people dumb because if you're dumb, you're dumb. It's as simple as that. And like, like I always say, we need to remember what, the, what names Jesus called people, son of hell. He called Peter Satan. He called the Pharisees and Sadducees whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones. He made a whip of cords and drove the hypocrites out of the temple. So what some people consider to be harsh words, they again, don't ever read their Bible. They're following a Jesus of their own creation. So the stuff that's going on in our country right now is not remember the three lies, systemic racism and law enforcement. All these protests are about George Floyd and the coronavirus is a deadly plague. Those are three lies. And there's a lot of Christians are saying, well, we need to, we need to get together with one another. We need to talk. I'm not, well, I'm not going to sit at a table with a liar. And have that person espouse their lies to me and that we're going to be unified once I agree to some measure of their untruthfulness, some measure of their deception, some measure of their lies. Look, take a look at this video and tell me this is about George Floyd. Run that semi-truck one. George Floyd. George Floyd. It's all about George Floyd, right? Tell me what this has to do with George Floyd. Name First of all, old humanity. Nobody's wearing masks out there. They're all going to be dead of coronavirus. What about the poor drivers right here in the red shirt? What's this got to do with George Floyd? Name Compassionate, empathetic Christian. Name to me what this has to do. Look at him. Look at that. What does that have to do with George Floyd? What does that have to name it? I would love to know. Tell me how I'm going to sit down with these people and have a rational discussion. Tell me what, tell me what that has to do with George Floyd. You pin in a semi-truck driver. They're lucky. He must've been afraid that he was going to be criminally charged by running them over. I'm not going to say what I would have done in that scenario, but I can flat out tell you that had nothing to do with George Floyd. That had nothing to do with systemic racism in law enforcement. Let's go over the numbers. Is there systemic racism in law enforcement? Is there? Well, let's look at it. This is from the FBI's UCR. What does UCR stand for? Uniform, Uniform Crime Report. 
This is from 2018. Why aren't you giving us 2019? The Uniform Crime Report hasn't come out for all of 2019 yet. So this is for 2018. 11, there was 11,514 homicide offenders in 2018. 55% were black. 42% were white. Remember, how, the black population of the United States. Black, black citizens, African-American citizens of the United States, United States make up about 13% of the population. 55% of homicide offenders were black. But there's systemic racism in law enforcement, right? 45% of murders were committed by blacks. And namely, black males, 45%, 13% of the population committed 45% of the homicides. That's eight times, eight times higher than whites. 54% of robberies, 34% of ag assaults, aggravated assaults, 43% of weapons crimes, 37.4% of all violent crime arrests, 21.3% of hate crimes, all of this was committed by 13% of the population were committed by black people. Again, I, to me, it doesn't really matter what race you are. I could, I could care less. I don't care what race anybody is. What I care about is facts. That's all that I care about are facts. What are the facts? Is there or is there not systemic racism in law enforcement? Because allegedly the reason why they dragged that poor semi-truck driver out of that truck and looked like beat him half to death was because of systemic racism in law enforcement. That's the reason a police officer is 18.5% more likely to be killed by a black man than an unarmed black man is to be killed by the police. How many, this, this is from 2019. How many black men, unarmed black men were killed by police last year? Nine, nine out of hundreds of millions of police calls, nine were killed unarmed. In seven of those cases, the police officer was exonerated. In two of those cases, the police officer was arrested. So two times last year, you had an unjustified killing of an unarmed black man. 50 cops were shot and killed last year. 1,000 people are killed by the police every year. Here's, here's, here's the one. The, the, you, you decide. Oh, Tom, we, we want you to go and, you know, or we want any, you know, Christian leader or, you know, some, you know, anybody who has an opposing view, we want you to go and understand their viewpoint. I don't need to understand anybody's viewpoint that's spouting out lies. I don't need to understand it. If you're saying there's systemic racism, racism in law enforcement, and you want me to come to a round table and we have a discussion about it, understand you'll have to start with saying that you're lying. Otherwise, we have nothing to say. Everybody wants unity. I can't be unified with liars unless I choose to buy into their lies, unless I choose to become a liar like them. How are you unified with a liar? You have to become one. That's why we're told in 2 Corinthians 6, 14, do not be yoked together with an unbeliever. What do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can, can light have with darkness? All these Christians, all these weak, false love narrative Christians are out these empathetic Christians are all out there saying you need to, you need to be unified. How am I going to be unified with liars? Well, what about COVID people? They're liars. Listen, if, if a pastor believes that COVID-19 is an existential threat to his congregation, he is either a liar himself or he has bought into lies and become a liar. 
Because once you buy into lies, you're unified with the lie. You're yoked together with a lie, becoming unified with it. I'm not doing that. COVID-19 is not an existential threat to anybody with, with, that, that does not have a comorbidity or a pre-existing condition. They, it's not a, it's not, how can you say that, Tom? Because it's the truth. Where are the bodies? Where are the bodies? Where are they at? Back to our police stats, 7,400. There were, in 2018, there were 7,400 black homicide victims. 2018, that's half of the nation's total. 50%, 50% of our nation's homicides are black Americans, victims. So half, 7,400 black homicide victims making up half of the victim population for homicides. 93%, it's, it's somewhere between 93 and 96.9. Doesn't go better. So 93 to 97% were killed by other black people. But it's systemic racism and law enforcement. So you have 93% of 7,400. Let's just, let's do some simple math. Let's just, I'll make it easy. So 7,200 of the 7,400 were killed. It's probably more than that. Let's just go 73 is 90%. It's got to be 90%. So 7,300 of black homicide victims were killed by other black people. And how many unarmed black men were killed by the police? Nine. So where's the problem at? Is it systemic law enforcement? And again, just to be transparent, I was a cop for 25 years. You may consider that to be prejudicial. I'm not. If it said something different, I'd read it to you. If there was actually systemic racism in law enforcement, I would tell you. I would say it. I would meet at the table with somebody who believed in it because they would have the factual data to show me. They don't. 97, 93 to 97% of black homicides are committed by other black people. But that's never kneeled over. That's never addressed. Where's Colin Kaepernick? Where's he at? He's never addressing any of that. You know why? He doesn't care. It doesn't fit his, it doesn't fit his agenda. That's not going to put him on the map. What will put you on the map as a leader in the black community or the liberal community or the Democratic Party is to denigrate white police officers. That will put you on the map in the Democratic Party. Not if you go in there and say, you know what? There might be a problem because 75% of black families are fatherless. That might be a problem, but that's one with, that won't get you on the map. That, won't, that doesn't comport with Democratic Party ideology. It's blame white people. I don't blame black people for anything. Why do they blame me for anything? Oh, you're a racist, Tom. No, I'm a fact checker. Fact checker. If you want to call me a race, my race is fact checker. 2.7% of those homicides. Remember, 93 to 97% of black homicides were perpetrated by black offenders. 2.7% were perpetrated by police. That's FBI UCR statistics. Black on white crime. Black, black, black people victimizing white people. Black on white crime. How many times did that happen in 2018? 547,948 times. How many times did white people victimize black people? 59,778. That's just a fact. It's a fact. If that, if that ruins your narrative, you know, sometimes what you need to do is when facts ruin your narrative, you, you know what ought to become your narrative? Uh, the facts that just ruined your pre-existing narrative. Facts should be your truth. 
Just like the word of God should be your truth. Well, I don't like telling people they're going to hell. Yeah, Jesus did. I don't, Paul did. So why aren't you? Well, that's just not loving enough. So it's up to you to filter the word of God. It's up to you to filter the FBI UCR statistics, right? It's up to you to do that. So that you can be unified and you can act like a unifier. You can act like you're you know, morally above people like me because you're the going in and you're falsely uh, humbling yourself and you're comporting to lies. And you're saying, you know what, I'm going to agree with lies. And if I agree with lies, then I'm the compassionate, empathetic one, right? If you go in there and you're saying, we need to sit down and we need to understand all this. There's nothing to understand. If this is about what, what, what are you, what are the. What's Black Lives Matter protesting mixed with Antifa? What, what exactly are they protesting? Are the officers weren't arrested that killed George Floyd? We all acknowledge George Floyd's killing was unjust. People needed to be arrested. So how, how, how is that being treated if it was a white man on the ground that got killed? All four police officers would have been arrested, right? Right? So you have a black man on the ground and he was unjustly killed. What happened? All four police officers were arrested. So what are you protesting? Where, where's the racism? You have Derek Chavin charged with second degree murder. There's there, all, all the officers, uh, you know, photos of their po their post arrest photos, their mug shots are all on the internet. You can check them all. So what are you what are you infuriated about? Everybody was arrested. If you're going to protest, it would be that nobody's paying the price. They're paying the price. George Floyd's family will win a multi million dollar lawsuit. From the city of Minneapolis, which doesn't make up the, for the loss of a loved one. I get it, but I'm just saying, what, what are the facts? If you're going to protest, it would have to be that the officers were not disciplined or arrested. They were all immediately fired and all immediately arrested. So why protest? It makes no sense. It just makes you look stupid. And for all those falsely compassionate Christians that are suddenly and conservatives, and all the other non-conservative and non-Christian politicians and people that are suddenly racial studies experts. Where have you been until now? See, I always espouse my views. I'm always out in front of my views. My views are Jesus is the only way into heaven. How can I win you to him? That's my views all the time. It never stops. But suddenly soccer mom of the year, soccer dad of the year, pastor of the year, are suddenly racial studies experts that deeply care about the black community never done a darn thing for it. But suddenly you're super compassionate. Suddenly you want to meet with the, you know, you want to meet with people and we need to have a discussion about these things. No, thank you. I just want the truth. That's all I want. Seattle mayor and congresswoman taught President Trump over armed anarchist occupations. Everybody know about this? Six blocks of the city of Seattle have been taken over and the police department lets it happen. There's not, they're not even doing anything about it. Wait till I show you. They say, go back to your bunker. Here's a picture of Jenny Durkin. And this is the mayor. Lo and behold, who's she hugging? What a surprise. Somebody who cannot manage their city, whose, whose city is absolutely swirling down the toilet as we speak. But there she is, back to me. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin replied to President Trump late Wednesday with a childish taunt after Trump, Trump warned her and Governor Jay Inslee he would act if they did not secure the city from anarchists who had taken over several blocks in an armed occupation. 
This week, anarchists established a six-block area they call Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Chaz, for short. With armed guards. This is in the United States. Everybody knows this, right? With armed guards. Controlling access and shaking down businesses. Governor Inslee claimed ignorance when asked about this earlier Wednesday. This is yesterday. He's claiming ignorance. Yesterday. What a galactic fool. How are these people ever... Washington, what happened? How did you elect Jay Inslee? Seattle, how do you elect Jenny Durkin? Who allows your street... Your streets of six blocks have been taken over by armed anarchists. And what have you done? Nothing. Not a thing. Amazing. Radical left. This is, uh, this is what President Trump wrote. Radical left governor Jay Inslee and the mayor of Seattle are being taunted and played at a level that our great country has never seen before. That's correct. I'm 51 years old. I've obviously lived here my whole life. I've never seen anything like this ever. And listen, we, we need to say that out loud. Quit talking about, well, we're reopening. I sure am glad that 45% of businesses are kind of open. We have to stay 10 feet apart. We have to have our temper temperatures taken rectally before we go in. But you know what? At least we got that back. No, you need to address all of this. We need to say, this is unprecedented. This has never happened. Coro what they say is the lie. The lie is that the coronavirus is unprecedented. No, the anarchy. We have Seattle, Washington has six blocks that have been taken over by armed anarchists. What is this, Lebanon? Are we living in Beirut? Played at a level that our great country has never seen before. Take back your city now. It never should have been taken to begin with. Oh, uh, what do you do? Uh, arrest them. Uh, what do you, you mean? What if we had to use guns? Uh, you use them? Armed insurrection and you do nothing? Take back your city now. If you don't do it, I will. This is not a game, the president said. These are ugly anarchists. That must be stopped. Immediately move fast. This is what Jenny Durkin said in, re in response to President Trump. Make us all stay safe. Go back to your bunker. She's lost six blocks of her city and she's dictating to the president of the United States. Yeah, throw her picture back on there. She says she dictates back to the president of the United States, uh, make us all safe. What about you, dumb-dumb? You've lost six blocks of your city. I've never seen that in my lifetime, ever. And there you are, galactic fool. Seattle's autonomous zone has its first warlord. Local rapper Raz Simone takes over. We put up the, barric the barricade picture. There you go. That's, that's, they have, they've done that. Does everybody know this? That is what you can bring it back to me. That's what they've done. They've actually barricaded streets off. They, nobody can get in. The nation of Chaz, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, and what used to be Seattle was set up by Antifa earlier this week. This week, folks. This week. And the governor didn't even know it yesterday. I mean, who elects these people? Tom, get off of that. I can't. I can't get off of it. Who elects these people? How can you be this inept? 
I mean, how, how inept can you be? How stupid can you be? How dumb can you be? How useless can you be? That you let six blocks of your city in Seattle be taken over and the governor doesn't even know about it? Incredible. Where's the police chief? Where's the governor? Where's the mayor? Where are the cops? What in the world is going on? Uh, we need to uh, sit down with, uh, what's his name here? Uh, the rapper, Raz Simone. We need to sit down with him and understand that we, are, we need to kneel to him and, at, and admit our white privilege and then beg him to take the barricades down. Uh, no, thank you. He's an idiot that needs to be dealt with that way. That's not very Christ-like, Tom. Facts are facts. Jesus called somebody Satan. I called him an idiot. You know why? He is one. Ras Simone, a, a Seattle local, stated he belongs to the People's Force, a replacement for Seattle PD in, free, in hashtag Free Capitol Hill. On June 8th, in a live video, he advised that unfamiliar faces should be stopped, questioned, and checked to see if they're armed, similar to stop and frisk. I play that video of the local news report. Tonight with a live look from Capitol Hill where protesters have created a so-called autonomous zone just days after Seattle police boarded up and abandoned the East Precinct. The protesters insist everything is peaceful, but police say they are hearing about business owners facing extortion and intimidation. Comes Matt Markovich begins our team coverage. And Matt, have you seen what police are talking about there? Uh, we haven't. We've been basically here during the day, but we have not seen what happens here at night. Also, this is one of the barricades that surrounds on the zone. It's made up of some of the police barricades that have been surrounding the, the East Precinct. And this is the East Precinct intersection of 12th and Folks, Pine right down there. You can Look see about this. several hundred people are, are having speeches right and talking about what's been going on for the past 12 days. We have not seen police they have their anywhere, own portal we have over there. some unusual things. Yeah. Yeah, can bring it back That's Seattle Fire Chief. That should rivet your soul. If it doesn't, something's wrong with you. There really is. And if you're somebody that thinks that you should sit down at a table with any people involved in rioting and taking over city streets, because we need to be sympathetic to systemic racism and law enforcement. You're as foolish and as ridiculous as they are. And I see that. I, I see people. Uh, if you could, uh, you know, go to this website and gain understanding about your white privilege and again, understanding how you should, here's a classic one that I, I need to understand how I should never use the terminology. All lives matter. Let me, let me see. Let me, let me tell you where I stand on that. All lives matter. I don't care if that offends you or not. Well, that offends black people. Don't care any more than I care if it offended white people. Don't care. You know why? Because all lives matter is true. And people who claim it's so funny that that's offensive to white pe to black people are the same ones who are responsible for the obliteration of the white community inside their own mother's wombs. The number one killer in the United States of a black American is abortion. The very same people that espouse that you can't say all lives matter because that's an affront and an offense and some sort of covert racism to black people are the same ones that are perfectly happy to exterminate the black people they're so unwilling to offend. And then you have the Christians that are espousing the same thing. You're, you're, you're in lockstep with the abortionists, you dumb dumb. 
You're espousing the viewpoints of the people who are perfectly willing to kill, kill people in, in the womb, kill sp specifically black people in the womb. Nobody should be killed in the womb. Washington state governor, here's the, the, the prize of all prize. You can put his picture up while I read this. Who earlier Wednesday said he did not know that parts of Seattle were occupied by armed anarchists, told President Trump late Wednesday night to stay out of Washington's business after Trump warned him to act or to save his city. You can bring it back to me. Now here's some real, here's some real gutsy police leadership that I'm about to show you. This is this is really gutsy. Go ahead and play that video. Here's how the police are responding. There is a to whole citywide effort at this point to try to identify who the leaders are, to try to bring them to the Bring it to the table. There you go. Well, not just the police department. Uh, it's just a matter of establishing this dialogue. We would establishing love to a dialogue. To, be able to, to take down all the plywood, to welcome people back to our lobbies, and to get back to delivering policing services to the citizens of Seattle. We never should have stopped. Right now, we are on priority calls only, which means the people citywide that need a police response are not receiving it. And that's I bring it back to me, sir. Do you hear that? Here, here, here's the dynamic, courageous leadership coming out of Seattle. We need to uh, establish a dialogue. What does that mean? Establish a dialogue with who? Outlaws? Criminals? Armed criminals? Establish a dialogue? Uh, no, thank you. She just said that people who need police services aren't getting them because the only calls that they're responding to are priority calls. In other words, unless your life's in danger, you're getting no police service in the city of Seattle, in the United States of America. She just said that their, city, their police stations are boarded up. Boarded up? Why are you boarding them? Get your cops out there. Get them in riot gear and take back your city, you coward. Tom, you can't say that. You've never. Been. I, I wore a police uniform for 25 years. I'll be darned if I was going to surrender my streets to armed anarchists. Here's the brilliant leadership in Seattle police force right here. There's your chief of police. You can put up the other one too. And the chief operating officer right there. You can bring it back to me. I just wanted to show, I want people to see who it is that's allowing this to happen. It should never, this should never happen in the United States of America. Well, what's the Christian's response? Tell the truth. That's your response. Your response isn't to be uh, empathetic with rapper Raz Simone. Well, I think if we met with Raz Simone, maybe we could, I could understand my white privilege more and maybe he would forgive me for my white privilege. What's the matter with you? And you're like, Tom, where do you get this from? Lots of Christians. Where's your courage? Where's your righteous indignation? Where's your conviction? I guess I shouldn't expect more, much more because most of the churches are still closed around here. For what? Here's a, here's a beautiful one. I don't know. I just want to warn you. I'm going to show you this video. I don't know how much I can take because I might blow cookies all over my microphone as I'm watching it and ruin this podcast. Here's some uh, celebrity virtue, virtue signaling. Enjoy. I take responsibility. For what exactly? Oh, I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I take responsibility for every unchecked moment, for every time it was easier to ignore than to call it out for what it was. Every not so funny joke. 
I'm so right. Every unfair stereotype. Every blatant injustice, no matter how big or small. Every time I remained silent. Every time I explained away police brutality. Or turned a blind eye. I take responsibility. For what exactly? Black people are being slaughtered in the streets, killed in their own homes. Right, These are our brothers and sisters, our friends. Black people are being slaughtered in the streets. Okay, let's break. Okay, here we are. Ready? Statistics, FBI, UCR. Black people are being slaughtered in the streets by who? 93 to 97% of the time by other black people. Not the cops. How many unarmed white people were killed by law enforcement last year? Do you know? Before you make a stupid, a galactically ignorant video like this. How many? Yeah, put that up there. Before you, when you're one of these people, before you make such a stupid, ignorant video, maybe you ought to know some statistics, right? Maybe you ought to know just food for thought, right? If you're going to preach the gospel, maybe you ought to read your Bible, right? I see a lot of Christians that preach a gospel, but not the gospel. But if you're going to preach that black people are being slaughtered in the streets, by who exactly? Okay, last year, there was nine unarmed Black men killed by law enforcement in 2019. 19 unarmed white men killed by law enforcement. So I guess I could say whites are being slaughtered in the streets by the nines. That's the facts. You're like, Tom, you're a racist. How am I a racist? How am I a racist? By telling you what the truth is? Larry Elder said this himself. I showed you the video. To say that police hunting down black, black men is an existential threat to black men is BS, is what he said. He actually used the two letters, BS. 93 to 90, you, you, want, if you want to consider what's an existential threat to a black man. It's another normally young black man, not the cops. Are there things that happen that, yes, occasionally. Do you know how many police calls there are per day? Millions, tens of millions per day. And one bad thing happened, George Floyd, all four cops were arrested and people are burning cities down. And you got celebrities virtue signaling. Now here's the fun one, unprecedented in our time, defunding the police. We're going to defund the police. Minneapolis is talking over this, over one incident. You're going to defund the police. The leader of this is city council president, Lisa Bender, who is on some sort of bender. I don't know if it's cocaine or alcohol or just being a stupid bender. I have no idea, but she's leading the, she's leading the parade on this. Show that first one, first video of Lisa Bender with Allison Camerata. So what are you trying to do? Are you hoping by dismantling the Minneapolis Police Department that you will be getting rid of the police department? You know, I think in Minneapolis, watching George Floyd's death um, and the, four, the actions of the four police officers that were involved has been a huge wake up call for so many in Minneapolis to see what many already knew, which is that our police department is not keeping every member of our community safe. And so I think step one for us is to tell the truth. Nine council members from communities all across the city 
of all different backgrounds standing together to tell the truth and say, this system isn't working for too many of our neighbors for too long. Our reform efforts have failed and we have done many, many attempts. Keep it right there. How's the system not working exactly? We, have you ever noticed where the numbers are? It's a lot of times whenever I talk about things spiritually with other Christians, I tell them, show me your Bible verses. So she says the system is not working. You had one incident. When was the last one in Minneapolis? Mary, name it, go. Name it. When was it? What, put the, you know, if we put the celebrities back on, I'd love, I'd love for them to name it. When was it? When was it, ladies and gentlemen? When was the last incident in Minneapolis? Ready? Black studies experts, compassion experts. When was it? So she says the system isn't working. Go ahead and keep playing it. That reform and new leadership in the department and many things. Uh, and we still see um, this tragic death. And so I think the wake up of our community is what's driving the city council's announcement yesterday. And now the hard work begins for us to rebuild systems that really work to keep all of our communities safe. But to be clear, you're not talking about reform. The word dismantle is intentionally different than reform. This is more than reform. Allison, this is dismantling. Like, oh, I mean, activists I no who support yeah, this correct, are calling this a police-free future. Yeah, and you know, a lot of us were asked if we could imagine a future without police back in 2017 when we were running for office. And I answered yes to that question. To me, that, that future is a long way away and it would take an enormous amount of investment in things that we know work to keep people safe. I mean, for a lot of folks in our community, stable housing is a safety issue. Having access to healthcare is a safety issue. And so having, you know, I think one thing folks are asking is to stop investing How's public so much money in serve this militarized police force and instead invest in the things that our community really needs. So, you know, Who's I know get the armed gunman off the street. And I, I stand by that bold statement, but the work ahead of us will be long. It will include every member of our community. It has to. It's comforting to know and, that you know, she stands by radically stupid statements. We have very immediate things. We have a state action against our police department. Look at the look on Allison's face. Look at, I mean, she's as liberal as you can get. Term. And this is scaring you know, the crap out of her. Over the country, hearing this from her own party. To take immediate steps while we work toward building the systems that we would need She's like, oh man, my chickens are coming home to roost. Do you understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night, my home is broken into, who do I call? Listen to this answer. Yes, I mean, I I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors and I know, and, and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege because for those of us for whom the system is working, All right, back I think me. we need to step back. And All right, so if an armed intruder, this is, let's get down this Democratic, remember I just told you, the Democratic Party epitomizes evil in the United States of America. You're like, are you saying Republicans are perfect? Absolutely not. Not even close. A lot of times it's just two heads of the same snake. But I will say that if you want to see one that just absolutely exudes evil, it's the Democratic Party. She just said that if you have an armed person coming into your home, doing a home invasion, that if your inkling is to call the police, that comes from your own white privilege. Think about that. All right, show the next one, the Wolf Blitzer interview. Uh, Elisa, you're pledging to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. What exactly does that mean, and why do you think uh, it's passed 
the point of simple, simply engaging in some significant reforms? Yes, well, over the last two weeks, we've seen thousands of people in Minneapolis take to the streets and raise their voices for change, telling us that incremental reform has not worked to keep our community safe. We're also seeing major institutions like the University of Minnesota, oh, wow. our parks and schools, major businesses and arts institutions ending their relationship with our police department. So it is clear that we need to make major shifts, both in the short term and that our community is ready to reimagine public safety from the ground up, oh, to think holistically, yeah. to make sure every single member of our community is safe. All right, they're going to reimagine it from the ground up now. That was the one. The, the interview with Allison Camerata was in the morning, and the one with Wolf Blitzer was in the was in the evening. So, um, she just reinforced it. She doubled down. She got a lot of heat for the first one. She doubled down. This is what these people now. Listen, these are nine elected democratic city councilmen they have a veto proof majority so if they want to disband the police department they can show the last one that's served by herself as a white person i want to say to my white neighbors if you're experiencing a fear or lack of safety for the first time you're experiencing something that our neighbors of color live with every day and i invite you to open your hearts and listen to our neighbors, to step back and center the voices of our communities step that have been impacted by community violence and police violence in our efforts to move forward. And to examine your discomfort, to think with compassion what it has felt like to live with the fear that you may be feeling for the first time for your whole life, to fear for the lives of your children. That is my commitment and I invite you all to join me in that work. Um, I will not be joining her in that work. You know what that sounded like? That sounded like a a uh, progressive church sermon that was that most pastors preached last Sunday. Yeah, that, that could have uh, that right there was sermons that I heard pastors preaching last Sunday from allegedly evangelical churches. I'm not talking Catholic, Catholic, Catholic or Lutheran or anything. I'm talking about evangelical churches. That's what they sounded like. I don't need to center. Um, I don't need to feel fear for the first time in my life. First of all, it wouldn't be the first time in my life I felt fear. And who's the racist? She, all she ever talks about is race. That's all that ever comes out of her mouth. Have you ever noticed the true racist are always the Democrats? They're, that's all they talk about. What is being a racist? That's all that matters to you is race. Race this, race that. We're perfectly willing to kill you in the womb no matter what race you are. But we really love people. Race, race, race. As a white person, as a black person, it's always race every single time. Here's the Democratic Party platform. I wanted you to get this down. This is real important that you get it. You should disarm, right? That's their platform. Disarming Americans. And in your disarmament, you should trust the police. Right? You should trust, get rid of your firearms, trust the police, and we're going to disband and defund the police. What a grouping of morons. And you want me to go to the, t I, I, again, with all the Christians out there, uh, we need to get together and unify. We need to have conversations with one another and try to understand each other. What, what is there to understand? You want to disarm me. You want me to trust in the police. And then you want to defund the police.
what, what kind of discussion do I need to have with Lisa Bender? How, what kind of group people we need to unify as Americans? I can't unify with that. How would I ever unify with that? Well, we can all come together as Americans. You can't come together as Americans if one person believes in the Constitution and one person doesn't. If one person's a socialist, we can't come together as Americans because at their heart, they may live in America, but they're not an American. I, I'm not saying I'll do anything to them. I'm just not going to be in agreement. If I agreed with them, we'd both be wrong. And here's the other thing. This is a radical statement. I think we should let them do it. All these people. I think we should. I think we should cordon them off and let them do it. This is what they voted in. This is what the citizens voted. Listen, a majority of people who live in Minneapolis voted for Lisa Bender. A majority of people who live in Minnesota voted for Ilhan Omar. Where's Rashida Tlaib from? Is she from Minnesota too? I can't remember. No, she's in New York. Is she New York? I can't remember where Rashida Tlaib came from, but. Any of, any of the squad that you want to name. A, a majority of Northern Californians voted for Nancy Pelosi. A majority of New Yorkers voted for Chucky e. Schumer. Rashida Tlaib is Michigan. There you go. A majority of people voted for these people. And I said, let them out. You know what? It's time to let it go. You, you know what happens? Is they actually, liberals, progressive liberals, you know, there's, there's two types. You have old school liberals. What's an old school liberal? Really, they're more libertarian. Old school liberal, you know, tie dye, I want to smoke, I want to smoke my marijuana, whatever I want. Basically, government, get out of my way. I want small government. I want to you know, do what I want. Yes, they're pro-choice. They're, they're just kind of live and let live, sort of. That's old school liberalism. These are progressive socialists they're not like live and let live there if you don't agree with me i'll arrest you that's what these people are but you see people like lisa bender what they actually depend on is re republican obstructionism what i mean by that is they want to say whatever they want to say and they know that conservatives won't let them get away with it so they're safe in that they know that conservatives are going to move and Trump's doing it in Seattle. If you don't take control, I will. They're depending on that. It keeps them safe in their snowflakeness. They get to be nice and safe and snowflakey and espouse their socialism, knowing that the conservatives won't let them give up their city to anarchy by defunding the police. They know it, that we will come in and stop it from happening. I say, don't stop it. Let them do it. The first thing they'll close down in Minneapolis is their airport, Minneapolis-St. Paul, with no police. You're going to have a major airport, a major hub with no police. How are you going to stop gang activity? What's going to happen with domestic violence? Who's going to make arrests? How are you going to serve injunction paperwork? How are you going to serve arrest warrants? Who's going to Baker Act the guy on the side of the road that doesn't know his name or where he lives and believes there's aliens attacking him? Who's going to do that? Who's going, to arrest the, who's going to arrest the drunk? Who's going, to, who's going to pull people over for speeding? Who's going to do the homicide arrest? Oh, those things aren't going to happen once Lisa Bender has her way? 
Listen, all these cities have had whatever they've wanted for years. Unfettered abortion, unfettered welfare, unfettered food stamps, no school choice. They're sanctuary cities. They've already had everything they've wanted for years. Why would they want anything changed? They could have disbanded the police a long time ago. I say, let them do it. Absolutely let them do it. They depend on Republicans coming in and holding them back. By us holding them back, they get to say all these crazy things. We never let them do it and never make them live with it. Make her live with it. Make that woman live with defunding the police. She talks about fear right now. Though many of the white people are now feeling fear for the first time in their life because of all the riots that are going on. Let her see what it's like. Have no police because right now there's police there. Let Lisa Bender feel the fear of having nobody there to control anything. Let them do it in Seattle if that's what they want to do. Let them have their little Chaz city in Seattle. If that's what they want. That's what they vote. Go ahead. Let them have it. Just don't move here and try to get it done here. Because it's not going to happen here. We want the police here in Florida. And just so you know, a lot of us, we feel real safe sometimes. You know, I'll just use Florida as an example. We feel real safe. We were within five, six, seven, ten thousand votes of having Andrew Gillum as our as our governor. We were within a few thousand votes of that being our governor, the man that was just arrested with gay prostitutes and narcotics down in Miami. Within an inch of having that, would you imagine where we'd be? I'd be in prison. Because I never would have, I never closed my church and I never will close my church. Uh, Tom, you should have been a good community partner. Community partner with what? Lisa Bender? No, thank you. Here's our old friend, Washington Examiner, 6, Washington Examiner 611. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, whom Joe Biden has talked to about joining her ticket, is backtracking over recent comments questioning whether governments should continue funding law enforcement. Whitmer elected... In 2018, after 14 years as a Democratic state legislator in Michigan, Michigan, this is what you deserve. I know there's conservatives there, but this is what Michigan wants. Initially cited, at least partially, with far left to fund the police advocates, a position that gained support after the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis police custody. She's backtracking off of it, but she, that's, what you initially say is who you are. Go ahead to fund them, to fund the police or cut, cut the state in half. Let Whitman have her, her half with no police. The first, the very first people that should enjoy the benefits of having no police protection are the, are the politicians who advocating, who advocated defunding the police. No armed guards, no police, period. You get what you legislated. A lot of you are like, I've never seen this before in my lifetime. Either have I. I've never seen one politician ever say they wanted to fund the police departments. Ever. The lies. Let me read you some scripture here. You're, this is out of 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6. This is the most valuable part of this whole thing. Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a, live, a little leaven leavens the whole lump your glorying is not good know ye not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump i'm talking about lies 
defunding the police, responding to COVID-19 as if it was a deadly plague, rioting for George, alleging that the rioting is for George Floyd, are all the same insanity-based lies. They are all 100% lies. I believe that we can open, we can reopen re -safe, uh, safely. You're buying into a lie. You're now a liar. Um, you know, I have, I got to read it if I can find it. I try to dig it out. Trying to find my reopening schedule that I dug up off the internet for, for a church. Awkward silence here, but there it is. I knew I had it. I, I pulled this off the internet. It's a local church. They've got their three-step plan. Everybody names it different things. You know, I'm not going to name it because then I'll be naming the church. But they have their step one, step two, step three, all lies. You are now, the pastors of this church are liars. You're like, well, they're not lying. They believe that it's true. Listen, if you believe that COVID-19 is an existential threat to your congregation right here in the state of Florida, where we've had about 2,000 people die in the state of Florida of COVID-19 of a population of 22 million, you're a liar. Well, they have their different opening uh, formats here. This is their, their step one. Meet on Sunday and Wednesday for a time of simple worship and prayer to humbly seek the Lord. I love how people try to make their fear sound holy. You're trying to make your fearfulness sound holy. Try not to read the name of the church. <laughs> Meet on Sunday or Wednesday for a time of simple worship and prayer for our community and the world during this pandemic. What pandemic? Where? Where's, where's, the, where's it at? I, where's the pandemic at? Well, people have died. Well, they die of the flu every year too at the same, at the same statistical rate. You don't say that's a pandemic. It's a lie. To treat coronavirus as a plague is a lie. What if you did catch it? What if you caught it when you went into this church's uh, sanctuary? What if you caught it? Oh, you're dead. You're a dead man. Get prayers around. You're not. Point one, same as the flu, percent, post-infection, death rate. Well, the CDC says that it's point four. No, it's point four total. But what out of it's point four using their number of cases by their number of deaths divided by their number of cases. If you actually go where six to 13% of the population has already had COVID, which the studies all show six to 13% of the population has COVID and you divide that into their deaths, it equals 0.26%. And that's still buying into their death count, which you could cut in half, which would make it what? 0.1%. The vision for 2020 Oh gosh, it's just, it's hard to read this without telling who it is. We will focus on this. I got here. I'll read the safety part. Maybe I can get away with that. People who are sick must stay home. I'm glad Jesus didn't think that way. Hey, if you're sick, don't come near me. I saw a pastor locally said that COVID-19 is going to force us or going to possibly force us to rethink the word of God. That Jesus, if she, this is, a, this is not a direct quote, but this is what he said. That if somebody, that if a woman with the issue of blood came near him, he would tell her to get six feet away. Because she might have COVID. Temperatures will be checked at entry. This is going on at this church. Masks are required. 
Hand sanitizing stations are provided. No handshakes, no hugs, no physical contact. Woo! What a church. Wow, I want to go there. They're bold in their faith, aren't they? Scary bold. The righteous are as bold as the line. The wicked man flees, the norm pursues. But the righteous are as bold as a lion not here not at this church and this church is just one of many following these protocols no handshakes no hugs no physical contact no beverages will be served seating will follow recommended distancing and capacity requirements social distancing rules are in effect one-way entry one-way exit yavol you're coming on Man, what a bold is the Lion Church. Where's the Bible? Where's the all the six stay home? Have you read Mark chapter 16, verse 18? You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Where? What are you doing? And there's Christians that are watching this that hate me now that no longer attend my church. Explain this to me. Go ahead. Send me a private message and explain to me how you stand biblically with a church like this. You left, you left mine because I didn't. So explain to me using Bible verses, how you have no handshakes, no sick, no hugging, social distancing, scared to death of a 0.1% post-infection death rate, which translates into a 99.9% survival rate. And you can't touch each other. And even if you do catch it, you're never going to die of it. It's all a lie. I just, I can't get over these things. One way entry, one way out. Sounds like the Hotel California. You can check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. Outside doors will be opened by greeters. Touchless participation. Oh my gosh. Touchless participation. Will be maximized. Sanitizing frequently, frequently touched surfaces before service. No youth group. No kids church. No nursery. At-risk congregates are encouraged to participate with online services. It's all a lie. If you believe in defunding the police. Or you even believe that you should sit down and understand their viewpoint. Because you're empathetic you're full of empathy responding to COVID-19 is a deadly plague that rioting is for George Floyd these are all insanity based lies if you buy into any of them you're buying into lies and are now a liar even if you don't know that you're lying you are still lying if you buy into any of this junk we should understand the plight of black black people when it comes to law enforcement. What? Statistically, it's not there. I mean, Tommy, you saying there's no racism? Of course there's racism. There will always be racism. But there's black people that are racist. There's white people that are racist. There's cops that are racist. But the numbers do not show systemic racism in law enforcement. If you buy into one lie, you've bought into all the other crazy lies. They, they're not pure lies. It's pure lies. It's like, the, it's like the movie, True Lies. These are pure lies. These are pure lies. 
If you buy into any of it on any level, you have become a liar, a perpetuator of lies. No, I only believe in one or two of those three. But you've proved your vulnerability. And you'll buy into more lies later. I told you, Christians will be knocking unbelievers out of the way to take the mark of the beast the moment Walmart closes. The moment you have to have the mark of the beast to go to Walmart, Christians are going to knock unbelievers out of the way to take the mark. They've shown themselves. Uh, we got a we have, we got a deadly plague out there. Uh, 99.9% survival rate. Uh, we better close our churches. Oh, I thought you could bind what, whatever you want bound is bound. Whatever you want loosed is loosed. Oh, that's just the Bible. I believe in common sense. So your common sense, your gray matter between your ears is wiser than the Jesus, the word of God. Jesus is the Bible. Jesus is the word of God. And you're telling me that he told you to bind and to loose and that no plague will draw near thy dwelling, that by his stripes you are healed. That your gray matter, the synapses firing that goes on between your ears, trumps the word of God. Well, I believe the word of God, but we need to use wisdom. This is where, name the Bible verse. Name it. Name that Bible verse that says, I believe the word of God, but I need to also use wisdom. The Bible is wisdom. Why do masks bother you, Tom? Because they're lies. There's no purpose in a mask. It does nothing. Plus, it means that you honestly believe that you're going to contract a deadly plague when you go strolling through Target. You're not. It's not deadly. Well, it kills some people. 0.1% of the time. Fact. Even the CDC can't gin up numbers past 0.26%. They're, they're 0.26%. Their 0.26% is based on that there's actually 112,000 COVID deaths, which there's not. You cut that in half, what does it equal? 0.13. Why do statements like, we need to have discussions about systemic racism bother you, Tom? Because it's lies. It's lies. I'm not going to go and have a discussion with somebody and agree with their lies. Then we'll both be liars. This is what's wrong with our country right now. We have lies hovering over our country that the church bought into first. The people that are leading the way in reopening this country are unbelievers. Why does safely reopen bother you? Because it's lying. Yeah, but can't, can't you just compromise a little bit and say we can safely? No, because... If I say that we can safely reopen, that means that I think that there's a need to safely reopen. There is no need. Open. Should open up basketball games tomorrow and jam-pack arenas. That's blasphemous, Tom. You can't say that in the new normal. I don't live by the new normal. I live by the word of God. And I live by what's true. What's true is, is that this COVID plague is not deadly. You, it kills people. Well, so does the flu, and so does colds, and so does pneumonia. There's, there's 64,000 deaths from pneumonia in the United States this year. Why don't you close your churches for pneumonia? 
Where are your hand washing stations? No youth, no nursery, no kids church. We will, we will conform to the pattern of this world. We will all be six feet apart. One way in, one way out. Where was that for pneumonia? The pneumonia season just passed. Where was it, pastors? You cowards. Well, Tom, you're losing one church member after another. I'll speak the truth. I'll sacrifice. I'll sacrifice pastor in a church to tell the truth. Oh, yeah, listen, most other pastors, they'll sacrifice the truth to pastor their church. From PJ Media, Amazon bans use of its facial recognition technology by police for one year. So Amazon won't let the police use their facial re recognition uh, technology for a year in retribution for the George Floyd killing. One killing out of the hundreds of millions of police calls there are every year. And what about all the white people that died? Why don't we, why don't, why don't we get that? Racist, racist. No, I'm just saying, why don't white people get it? What about the Asians? What about the Hispanics? Why do Hispanics not count? Why do the Asians not count? Why don't the half white and half black not count? What, what, where do we draw the line here? Washington Examiner 611. In a conference call with governors this week, Dr. Deborah Burks said the number of cases per day had fallen from 30,000 in April to 21,000 now. But California, Arizona, North, North Carolina were seeing an increase in positive test results. Speaking of COVID. Okay, why are they seeing an increase in positive test results? Because they're testing more people than ever. See, what they're going to do is run their facade by everybody in America. They're going to run their facade saying that we're, we're having spikes in numbers. No, they're having spikes in numbers of cases. If you test 100,000 people more than the day before, you're going to get more cases. Here's an interesting bit. I want to see these photos. This is, I'm, I know I'm jumping all over the place with uh, different things to talk about, but it's interesting to hop all over the place. Yeah, put that picture up. I like that one. There you go. Now, what is this? What this is, is the head of the New York Police Union. I want to bre break this down for you. This is a video, but I'm not showing the video. You can bring it. Everyone look at the picture one more, you know, for three more seconds. I want you to see everything that's in it. All right, you can bring it back to me. What's wrong there? First of all, he was defending police. God bless him. He's right. He should be defending police. He was saying that the badge has not been tarnished. He's correct because there is no systemic racism in law enforcement. That's a lie. What was the problem? All those guys were wearing masks. So what have you done? If you bought, put it back on there. Thank you, buddy. So what have you done? You've admitted to one lie while saying that another lie isn't true. Well, if you're going to buy into one lie, you're already a liar. So who's going to believe you? Who's going to believe you? Okay, you're wearing all the cops in that picture are wearing masks, acknowledging something that is not true. Where's all their dead family members? Where, where's, where's all the dead people? Tom, you're mean. I'm just telling you the truth. If the truth offends you, then understand you're offended by what is true. Which means you're living lies. If you buy into one lie of all the, there's three or four big lies that are hovering over our country. If you buy into one, you've really ostensibly bought into all of them because you're now a liar. We can safely reopen liar. 
I want to have a discussion about systemic racism in law enforcement. That doesn't exist. Liar. These protests are all about George Floyd. Explain that to the semi-truck driver. You want to know where our country's at? Take a look at these photos. This is Roger Stone provides exclusive pictures of the FBI's raid of his house with guns locked and loaded as he opened his front door. Yeah, you can flip right through them, buddy, as you see fit. I'll just continue to talk over them. I just got a, I love you, buddy, for watching. I'm going to read this to you. It's from my buddy, Sean. It says, negotiations are a, use, a euphemism for capitulation. Absolutely. If you're negotiating about something that's a lie, then it's capitulation. Right here, what was, what was Roger Stone charged with? He was charged with lying to Congress and witness tampering. So he was charged with lying to an investigation into a crime that does not exist and never happened. There is no crime called collusion, by the way. And he was charged with lying to Congress and tampering with a witness. So he was charged with lying to an investigation into a crime that never happened and does not exist. And look what happened to the man. That's your government. But we need to disarm, right? Disarm, trust the police, and then you're going to defund the police. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work right out of the Bible. Yeah, we'll do that one. You can put that one on there. That's good. This is in a speech offered in lieu of his address at the denomination's canceled annual meeting, this Southern Baptist convention, Southern Baptist convention, president J.D. Greer called for members of the nation's largest Protestant denomination to declare that black lives matter. No, duh. Black lives matter. White lives matter. Hispanic lives matter. All lives matter. A Christian, uh, the head of the Southern Baptist convention in which they canceled their convention for a lie. We're going to listen to this. All lives matter. You, this is all about capitulating. I'm borrowing my buddy's words now. Capitulating to lies. Of course, black lives matter as much as white lives matter as much as Asians lives. Why are you saying that from your symbolic pul pulpit? All you're doing is bow is bowing to the rage mob. Stand up and be courageous, pastor. Stand up and be courageous. Say all lives matter. Have some guts for once. Where's the church? The wicked man flees, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as lions. Where is it? Uh, I'm scared of a, of a flu bug with a 99.9% .9 survival rate. Terrified! Where is the alcohol? Social distance! I stay at home to save lives. No, you don't. You stay at home because you bought into lies, dum-dum. Or you're scared, there's your choice. You're either a liar or you're a coward. Which one is it? Why don't you just repent? That's what that guy needs to do right there. Repent. Quit capitu capitulating to the rage mob, pastor. NASCAR. How many NASCAR fans we got out there? 
You guys like and share this video. Get it out there. We might still catch a couple people in our last couple minutes here. NASCAR's latest move. This is from PJ Media today. The presence of the Confederate flag at NASCAR events runs contrary to our, this is a quote from NASCAR, runs contrary to our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all fans, our competitors, and our industry. NASCAR said in a prepared statement that was issued before its race Wednesday night at Martinsville, bringing people together around a love for racing and a community that is that, that it creates is what makes our fans and sport special. The, the display of the Confederate flag will be prohibited from all NASCAR events and properties. NASCAR gives drivers crew permission to disrespect the national anthem. Throw up that picture. There you go. First time that's happened. They're not welcome to the lies, NASCAR. You did so good until yesterday. Welcome to the lies and welcome to losing 50% of your fan base. Dummies. You will. All right, back to defunding. Well, back to back to the police. What should we be doing? Cue up the uh, Dallas video. All right, brother. Thank you. Here's a very disturbing video. I don't know how much of it I'll let play, but it's a very disturbing. This was actually made by the Dallas Police Department. Actually made by them. Play it for me. There's the lies with masks on. Lie number one. So once you're in, you're a liar. Are they hearing volume out there? Because I'm hearing no volume. Here. So look at the officers kneel right here. And this is what they're putting out there today. Eerie music. Of course black lives matter. Put all lives matter. Have some guts now. Hate your heart for people of color, get over it. Okay? Because this city is a minority majority city. And this city is a city where blacks and whites and browns and legal and illegal all get together because we judge each other by the content of our hearts. So you just have a police officer, high ranking police officer, I could tell by his collar brass. High ranking police officer said this is a city of legals and illegals that we all come together. This is somebody who swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America, who just said that we all need to come together as legals and illegals. Where are we at, everybody? Where are we at? We are in anarchy. This country is going to be $30 trillion in debt. We are in trouble. The church doesn't need to be cowering in the corners and explaining their, away their white privilege. And cowering to people who falsely accuse you of exercising white privilege. You should be standing up and speaking the truth. Play that video. Keep playing it for me. I understand their frustrations. We, we just got to continue to try to do our best. Life-changing moment for her. How's it going to change your life? Nothing. Look at all the people without masks on. Just absolute chaos. Real. So I took my helmet off and laid the batons down. All the people without masks, they're all going to be dead soon, right? If you believe that it's a deadly plague. He's dead. Several around him are dead. She's dead. She's got no mask on. Dead. Perpetuates another. There we go. 
Yeah, that's life changing. You can't hug like that. You just got COVID. You're dead. Oh yeah, way to go, cops. Way to go. Stand up. That's right. Stand up and, and actually enforce the law. No, we're gonna take it. I'm Chief Renee Hall with the Dallas Police Department. Let's work together chief. to end racism. Oh, that's courageous. That's courageous. If that doesn't bother you, something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you if that doesn't bother you. Absolutely something wrong with you. Three lies. Three lies that are perpetuated in this country right now. Three lies that have absolutely taken over where we're at. I'm going to get rid of some stuff because I want to finish strong here. Where's all my Jacob Fry stuff? I may just run with it even without us. Go ahead and play that Jacob Fry stuff. I'm going to go. <laughs> I got to play it. I can't skip it. The little Frodo Baggins right there on the phone. What did yes. I say? Yeah. We don't want no more police. No Is more. that clear? Yeah, play that. Just play the next one. This is what happens to the next. All right, back to me. That's his constituency right there. That's who voted him into office. This is what happens when your liberal utopia comes to fruition. Everything you believed and preached is now here. What are those things that Jacob Fry believes and preaches? Hate for cops, butchering the unborn, food stamps and welfare, being a sanctuary city, city gender equity and identity, systemic racism and law enforcement, socialism, white privilege, soft on crime. That's what you get, Jacob Fry. That's what you get with principleless people where their principles are not based in truth. Their principles are based in drama. Their principles are based in feelings, not facts and facts and data. Their feelings are based on their own ineptitude where they they don't like the fact that they've accomplished nothing in life. So they've got to find somebody to blame it on. Let's blame it on white police officers. Then why don't you go get a job and actually accomplish something? Actually have something to do on a, on a week, on a weekday or even a weekend day, whenever that was filmed, actually have something to do outside of protesting something that doesn't exist. The, I'm not defending Jacob Fry, believe me, but all four officers have already been arrested. They're already arrested. So what are you mad at him for? He's already given you your socialist utopia that you always wanted, right? He's already done it for you. Now I'll finish with this. Christians hide behind words. Christians hide behind words like love, unity, empathy, and compassion. They hide behind them because they're scared to speak the truth. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You're scared. You're scared to lose a friend. You're scared to tell somebody they're sinning. 
You're scared to tell somebody they're going to hell. You're scared to say that homosexuality is a sin. You're scared to tell people fornication is a sin. You're scared to tell your drunken friends that their drunkenness will send them to hell. So what you do is you use words like love and unity, empathy, and compassion. And you say those things to that. You say those things to yourself. You say that, say it to them. So you don't have to tell somebody the truth. You hide behind those words. You don't want to tell the Black Lives Matter person. You don't want to tell your black friends that there is no systemic racism in law enforcement. So you say, I'm just going to love them instead. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. Love rejoices in what's true. So if you're not speaking the truth, you're neither compassionate, nor loving, nor empathetic. What does the word tell you about unity? I told you earlier, 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? 2 Corinthians 6, 17 says, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. You should come out and stand as a beacon of truth. Well, it may cost me my congregation. Though that's what you do, pastor. What are you going to do? Lie to grow your church? What are you going to do, Christian? Lie to win people? To what? If you're lying to them, oh, I want to go and have a conversation with people so that I understand systemic racism. You're lying. You're perpetuating a lie. You're helping them to perpetuate their lies. So by going and having an understanding with them, what are you winning them to? You're winning them into being a liar, just like you are. But instead of telling the truth, it's, it's like this. Say you're going out with your friends. You've, back, you've backslidden yourself. So you and your friends are both all going out and getting tipsy every night. Getting drunk. And you're like, well, if I have to face my own backsliddenness, you know, I, I realize that I'm backslidden. I've slipped into a state of being a drunkard. Well, I could tell myself the truth and say that that is the case. Or I could say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to love my drunk, drunkard friends. I'm going to call them Christians. Therefore, that's what I am. That's what Christians do. That's what a lot of Christians are doing now. They, I don't care whether they have black friends or they don't, whether they've got uh, false Christians, real whatever. I don't know how many real ones. If you're struggling with you know, demeaning yourself or bowing to people because of your white privilege, I don't know where your spiritual life really is. But it's the same exact thing. You're afraid to tell them the truth. You're afraid to not be the compassionate one, the loving one. Well, of course, it's always fun to tell somebody they're not going to hell. But what did Jesus do? Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. That's what you tell people. What are the verses right after that? Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. They're saying, wide is the gate. The, which everybody goes, there. lots and lots of people go to heaven. If they don't comport to the word of God, they're still going to heaven because they say they're a Christian. They're going to that pastor's church with his hand sanitizing, hand sanitizing stations. You use those words because you're actually a coward. You're afraid of the truth. You don't want to tell people the truth, so you just say, I'm going to love them. I'm just going to love them. I'm just going to unify with them. I'm just going to have empathy on them. I'm just going to have compassion. You're afraid to tell them the truth. You're a coward. 
It'll cost me my family. It'll cost me family and friend relationships. Yeah. You could lose church members. It will cost you worldly status. Maybe it will cost you some church status. Maybe they'll make, they may call you a fool, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise who cares if they call you a fool. God hath chosen the fool. It's foolish right now. According to the stupidity of the world, it's foolish to have your church open. It's foolish to hug. It's foolish to walk around without a mask. I choose it. It's 1 Corinthians 1.27. Finishing with this. What are we supposed to do? We don't hide behind false mantras of love, compassion, and empathy, and unity to avoid telling people the truth. We don't do that. What are you supposed to do? 2 Timothy 4.2. Preach the word. Be instant with it, in season, out of season, reproving, rebuking, and exhorting with all long suffering and doctrine. Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their, tr- that put their trust in Him. So every word of God is pure. The one that says that no plague will draw near your house is pure. You never needed a quarantine, ever. The fact that you did means that you bought into a lie and have become a liar. As you've preached to everybody else, well, we're quarantining, you should quarantine. You're a liar. You bought into a lie and you're perpetuating a lie. Add thou not to his words. Don't add your verbiage to God's. Don't add, well, I I believe the word of God, but uh, we need to use wisdom. And he gave me a brain. Uh, You just added your words to the word of God. Let's look at how how that pans out. Add thou not to his words, lest he reprove thee, correct thee, and thou be found a liar. Whoops. It still isn't breaking through to a lot of people probably watching or that will watch this. It won't break through. No one can come to me unless the, the father who sent me draws him. I'll raise him up in the last day. And Jesus said that. I'm not breaking through to some people. They just they, It's too much for people to lose. If you quarantined yourself for April, March and April and part of May or all of May, you quarantined yourself and now you found out that there was no need to do it and you knew the whole time, it's too much to lose. You look stupid in front of your kids, stupid in front of your church, stupid in front of people that you advocated all these lies to. Well, you, it doesn't matter. You still need to repent or you can just be a perpetual liar. Revelation 21.8. But the fearful, the unbelieving, and the abominable, but the fearful, the, the King James says the cowardly, but the fearful, the unbelieving and the abominable, the murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers and idolaters, and all liars. There's too much for me to lose. If I say now that I wasted my life for the last three months in quarantine and wearing my stupid mask around Inglewood, Florida, I'll look really dumb. There's too much for me to lose. I can't repent. And all liars, all isn't even put in front of any other word in this verse will have their part in the lake which burneth with with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Last verse and last part, I'm closing here. In the angel, this is Revelation 2, 18 through 23. I want you to listen closely. In the angel of the church in Thyatira, right? And this is the church that is entitled the corrupt church. These things says the son of God who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love. Listen to this. Love, compassion, empathy. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, 
I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, but she did not repent. You're like, Tom, what are you talking about? If you notice all of their, we're not, you know, you're like, this isn't about sexual sin. Well, just use that. You can throw lies in there. You can use any sin you want in there. It's saying this, I know your works, your love, your servants, your patience. This is what Christians are doing now. They're saying, look at my love. Look at my service. Look at my faith. Look at my patience with people. I'm so virtuous. I'm so compassionate. I'm so full of empathy. I'm so full of love. But when God says you don't abide in the truth, what does he say? Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. You have to repent of lies. I'm not saying God's, this is talking about sexual immorality when it comes to the sickbed part, but it, when it comes to this, it's saying you can have all the love, unity, compassion, and empathy you want. If you're abiding in lies, you're a liar and you'll pay for it with tribulation. It's time to just say it. I was wrong. This wasn't a pandemic. I was wrong. I don't need to uh, apologize for white privilege. I don't need to apologize for being a racist because I never was one. I don't need to have conversations with people who believe I'm a racist and have white privilege when I never was one. I don't need to have conversations with people who want to espouse mask wearing because all they are is a liar and a perpetuator of lies. I don't need it. It's time for the church in America to repent. It's, it's time for conservatives to get some guts and start living as a conservative. They want to take your guns. You tell them no way. They tell you bow before me. They acknowledge your white privilege. You say no way. We need more. We need to... Increase our debt ceiling. No way. Be a conservative for once. It's time. Well, we're going to watch this country. We're already swirling. We're going around the bowl right now. You feel safe. Remember, right here in Florida, we could add Andrew Gillum. Shouldn't feel too safe. All right, let's close in prayer. You guys ready? Let's pray together. Here we go. Lord Jesus. We come to you right now in your mighty name. And Lord, we pray over our country. We pray over our leadership. We pray over first and foremost, the church of the living God, the Christian church. We pray over ourselves. And Lord, we're asking you, Holy Spirit, to sweep over the church. Sweep over us, Lord. Draw us to repentance. Draw us to repentance. And we will see the fire of God. We will see the life of God fall all over the church, but we have to repent first. Draw the church to repent of lies. Draw the church to repent of submitting to lies. Draw the church to being, to being courageous in the Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Listen, I love each and every one of you. I hope what I really want to sink in more than anything else is the Bible verses that were read tonight. But it's time to be strong and courageous in the Lord. Amen. I love each and every one of you. Like and share this video everywhere. Get it out there. Yes, it will offend people. They need to be offended. 
I'm an equal opportunity offender. I'll offend white people, black people, Christians, non-Christians, Republicans, and Democrats. Put it out there because it's the truth. Amen. I love you. God bless you. Have a great Thursday night.